Okay, so we are holding here by Per Gimel Eisdalet. So we're going to read through it um, with a little bit of Teich, and then we're going to go back and, and explain because some important things here. Um, Ulam, he says, so until now we've um, we discussed last time the concept that there is a limited amount of time for Olam Haza and that Olam Haba is Nitzchias. Um, so again, so now he's going to go off on the idea that based on the idea that there's a time limit for the time that it takes to earn your Olam Haba, um, he's going to explain in this parak that therefore the nature of this world and the next world are going to be fundamentally different because this world is a place for Aveda and the next world is going to be the place for Kibbal Schar, for accepting our reward. So Ulam, Kfiz Chalav Zmanov, based on the fact that the times will change, meaning we will transition from Olam Hazar, the Zman Aveda, to Olam Haba, the time of, of reward, Kach Rui Shizchalav Matzavai. Therefore, the Matzav of man in the world should change, the environment should change based on the goal of what where we're holding. Vishar Mikrov, Kikolzma, and all the other events in the world, all the other facets in the world. So, Olam Haza is going to look different than Olam Haba is going to be because they have different goals. Kikolzma, Nishtadus, Yitzarak Shev, Etchuna Echad. So, when, when we're holding by the time of being Mishtadal, of efforting to receive our reward, so then the Bria has to be in a certain format. There you can find in the world all the things needed for man to effort and to earn his Olam Abba. Based on man's need to, 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 to effort. Perish, what does that mean? So Olam Abba to be built in such a way where you're going to enable this fight between the cerebral and the physical, the soul and the body. There should be nothing which stops physicality from ruling in this world. Meaning, Kosh Baruch Hu shouldn't make it too easy that to hold the body back and allow the neshama to be in control. That the body needs to do what it needs to do according to the degree that's fitting for the body to be present within the framework of this world. So what does that mean according to the amount of degree it needs to be present? We'll expound on that. There can't be something which holds back the intellect or the neshama from being in control. That's fitting for it. For it to do its job. So Olam has to be where it's a, to some degree a fair fight. Now, that doesn't mean that sometimes the body won't be stronger than the Shama. That doesn't mean that other times the Shama won't be stronger than the body. But at least it has to be where each of them has the ability to exert some level of control in order to maintain Bechira, in order for our actions in this world to be meaningful that we are Kena Olam Haba by overcoming our Guf. So therefore, Akush um, Baruch has to be that there's some level of an even playing field or some allowance for both the Shama and Guf to be in control within this world. Yeah, but he has another part of it. He says that even though we can't withhold the body and we can't withhold the soul, and both of them have, they have the ability to be free to do, their, to do their nature. However, though, there has to be something else in place, which is there has to be a check that's in place, which is what? That the goof cannot be given the ability to go beyond its boundary. Right? That the physicality, gashmias, the antithesis of ruchnias, should not be allowed to reign absolutely supreme to the point to where it suppresses the neshama until the neshama is no longer able to function anymore. So it's almost like a fair fight, right? Like you have a, a referee there that if one person is really pouncing on the other one, you have to rip them off, right? You can't, you can't go all the way. You can't, you, there can't be a, a kill. And, and the neshama also cannot be so emboldened and strengthened in this world to totally obliterate the body. If you would think about it, says Ramchal, from one angle, you might think that's a good thing, right? Who doesn't want their neshama to be totally in control and their body to be 100% subservient to the neshama? Who doesn't want the neshama to put the, the body in a chokehold, right? 
But you, but he says no. He But based on a kosh true goal in creating reality, which is giving us the ability to effort and to earn our, our reward, it's not a good thing. Rather, no, we need the struggle. The struggle has to exist. However, the idea that, that man should be able to um, effort and be mishtadel um, is not a good thing when it comes to the time of receiving schar, right? We don't want struggle in the next world. The next world should not be a place where there's a struggle between the Shama and the Guf Adarabah. It should be a place of absolute calm, peace, serenity, and, and manucha. And you shouldn't have to feel the struggle with your body in the next world. Therefore, the next world has to be the opposite of this world. It can't be where it's a fair fight in the next world. Right? The the stronger you have the body in the next world, the more presence the guf would have in, in Olam Haba, the more that it would darken and it would withhold the neshama from being able to fully connect to, to the Creator, blessed is He. The, so, so therefore, physicality in the next world is a bad thing. It goes against the purpose, right? So in this world, physicality is a good thing, even though we would like to remove physicality because we all want to be tzaddikim, we all want to you know, naturally incline ourselves to Ruchnias, right? But if Hashem would remove physicality, that would remove the struggle, that would remove the the um, the um, the that would remove that would remove our bechira, and and that would be that would be counter but, counter, yeah. But it's amazing. Obviously, the neshama separated from the guf for a period of time, and then it reunites with it. Right. So on that, I would think that amazing is considered the next world. Okay. But we're still talking physicality. So, so good. So, so let's hold on that. I'm, we're going we're gonna to explain that. Today, today we're going to get to that. We're going to okay. explain that. We're not going to explain it totally, but we're going to start the process. And over the next couple of ACS, we're going to fully understand that. Right? One of the stated goals today is to start to explain why it is that we have an Olam Haza, Azman Mashiach, Tchias Amesim, followed by Azman of Olam Haba. Right? So we, we, will, we will most certainly discuss that. You're right. You're saying there's still a body that's in the next world. We will discuss that. Um... So, but we don't want it to, to be able to withhold. But in the next world, any presence of the body is going to be problematic because it's going to limit our ability to connect to Hashem. Therefore, we want it to be fitting so that the, the body will no longer be in control in that world. Um, it's not that it won't be there, that it won't be shoylet. It won't be in control, right? The body will be there in the next world. And we'll discuss in a second. Ela neshama, just the way he says it, you see, it shouldn't be shoylet. It shouldn't be in control. Rather, that the physical in the next world will be totally pulled after the soul. Meaning the body is going to be 100% subservient in the next world to the soul. Where the body will not get in the soul's way at all, right? So you have the body and the, and the, and the, and, and the guf, and you look at the guf as the big, the, you know, the ball and chain, right? I can't go anywhere because I have this guf that's dragging, and every time I want to go, the guf is getting in the way of my, my ruchnias, right? It won't be that way. It'll be there, but it's not going to at all um, cause any drag on the shama to connect to Kosh Baruch and therefore, because the nature of these worlds are different, we need a world of struggle and we need a world of manucha. We need a world where the where, where Gashmias and Ruchnias need to fight itself and Gashmias needs to have a presence and a shlita. And we need a world of manucha where, where the Gashmias only gets in, in the way of the Neshama connecting. That is going to necessitate two different worlds, an Olam Haza and an Olam Haba. Olam Haza, a makam v'achukim, a tivim shalot. Olam Haza is going to have its nature and its rules that govern it. Hey, mashri adam kol And these are going to be rules and a nature which is fitting for man while he's in the stage of efforting. Olam Haba, a makam v'achukim shalot. Olam Haba, the place that's going to have its own rules. 
which is fitting for man during a time of receiving his reward. Okay, before we, we talk about the big picture about what were these changes between Almaz and Olam what are these different levels of how much the Neshama and the Guf seem to be um, in control, or when, they, when the Guf should have control, shouldn't have control, um, just to, to, to note something that the Ramchal over here speaks about in the first, just a diak that he makes, the first thing he says is that it cannot be that the neshama is held back, and it cannot be that the guf is held back. Then he says it can't be that the guf is allowed to go over the line, and it cannot be um, that the neshama is allowed to go over, right? So just these two, the yukum are, are, are interesting. Like, he, he didn't really need the two steps, right? He could have just said the guf has to have a presence, and the neshama has a presence, adkan. But he doesn't say that way. He says the guf needs to have its presence, the neshama has presence, and the neshama cannot over, totally overpower the guf, and the guf is not allowed to be overpowering the neshama, as if, as if it's like a separate... Indian. You hear the point? Two steps. So what he's referring to over here, um, and, and the other Derech uh, Hashem I have, Chaim Friedlander points out, he's referring to the concept of, of um, Menta Sharitoma. Very apropos for this Parsha that we're reading, coming closer to Pesach, the idea of the Menta Sharitoma. What, what's the concept of Menta Sharitoma? And the, and the opposite is the Nun Sharibina. Nun Sharibina. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu reached Memtas Sharibina. He wasn't able to reach the Nun Sharibina. We know Kleis was sunk in Mitzrayim to the Memtas, the 49 gates of Toma. They, they didn't get to the 50th gate of Toma, because if you get to the 50th gate of Toma, then that's a total obliteration, right? So what's going on? Um, so Akash Baruch wouldn't allow Kleis to totally be obliterated. So that, that's, that's the Bechina of the Pasuk. Lo ma'astim l'galosam, right? Akash Baruch doesn't, doesn't hate the Jewish people to allow us to cease to exist. That if Ruchni, if if Guf, if if Chamrias would so overpower our Ruchnias, if the Guf would become so powerful in the world of Geshem, so powerful, it would extinguish the light of the Nefesh and it'd be a kares on the Nefesh, and the Nefesh would no longer have an existence anymore. It would be totally turned into that which is physical, and we know the physical world ultimately doesn't really exist. The physical world only exists. Kol Zman Hashem puts the layer separating himself from this world, giving the appearance that the physical world exists, but ultimately, like all evil, is going to one day, Hashem's going to shechde Tzahara, and, 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 and the world of Ra, the world of an absence of a Kosh Baruch Hu's presence is not going to have existence. So when the Shema would be totally absorbed in the physical, then it would no longer be Nitzchi anymore, it would no longer have an eternal life and it would be part of the it would be built in part of the mirage and the dimian of Elam Haza, which one day is going to be removed. So Kodesh Baruch Hu doesn't allow that to ever happen, because the Jewish people are, are B'nai B'chor Yisrael, we're, we're the chosen people of Kodesh Baruch Hu, and therefore we can never slip into total oblivion. This is what the Sfarim speak about, the concept of the Pintal Yid, the idea that every Jew has this spark deep inside of him, which is that no matter how deep a Jew sinks into the world of, of Toma, we spoke about this last week, or two weeks ago, with Rabbi Lazarus and Dardaya, no matter how deep a yid sinks, that he will never totally be obliterated. So there is a certain kayak that Kodesh Baruch Hu uses. There's a certain, um, not a kayak, but a certain... I'm sorry about this, right now. That, yeah. The guy, guy got to catch up on the shirim, yeah? That, uh, that there's a certain, there's a certain hanhaga Hashem has where he doesn't allow the guf to go all the way, right? So that's why by Pesach, everything about Pesach was the concept of chipazin, right? That it had to be done quickly. Um, we, we eat matzah during this month of Pesach also. Matzah also is lacking. Just, just famous matzah terah. We know that, that chametz is, 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 like the, is, like the, is like, it's like the world of chamriyas, the physicality. Because chametz is something which rises, right? Like the, the, um, the baker sets the size of the dough, and then when the dough rises and becomes chametz, so it, it starts to do its own thing. That's kind of get the concept of gaiva, that just like a, a Kosh created Adam, and they decided to do what they wanted to do. The Sahara is the world of kicking outside of a Kosh wanting to be independent from Hashem, wanting to express ourselves against the Kosh Baruch Hu's and growing beyond.
beyond where the baker had set the dough on the on the table. That's the concept of chamer of chametz. It's it's gashmias. It's being fat and corporeal. Corporeal. Say the word for me, guys. Corporeal. Thank you, corporeal. And it's, it's, it's the idea of going beyond the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us. He made us to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we're the ones who ended up, you know, blowing up into the physical world. Right? It says the Kleiser became fat and they kicked. That's the concept of, of, of Chametz. Expansion into the world of the physical is Chametz. Chametz is Geshmak. It tastes good. It's big. It's fluffy. It digests nicely, right? It's connected the concept of, of, of Yetzirah and the concept of, of Gashmias. Matzah, on the other hand, is something which stays to the size that it was made. It doesn't change. It's the concept of pshitas, of simplicity. It's called lechem oni. And oni is a person that is not, is, is, is to some degree free because the oni is not bound by, by his physical needs, right? A person has a car, so... What? 100%. person has a car, the idea of walking somewhere is sacrilegious at a certain point, right? I can never, I can't understand that when certain Bakram asked it for a ride, I'm like, don't you live like, you know, like you're 0.2 miles away, what do you want to ride for, right? Right, but sometimes people can't, they're not, they're not, they're pushing, not free, they're, they've grown up with such kashmir, that the idea of walking 0.2 of a mile is something which is beyond their, their abilities, right? So matzah is, is lacham any poor man, because a poor person only has, you know, the clothes on his body and the, and the stick with the handkerchief and his earthly possessions on him, and he walks from place to place. He's not bound by the physical. A rich person needs his Keurig, he needs his car, he needs his air conditioning, he needs his all of his amenities, the type of foods that he eats, etc., 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 because we become bound in by our Gashmias, whereas matzah represents simplicity. It did not grow physically into the world of the physical, and therefore it stays simplistic. That's the world of, of apshita, simplicity, of cheris, of freedom, and anias, being poor, in a sense, is, 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 is liberating. I think I've told this myself before, but um, Chaim Shmulavitz, I told us here before. Do you guys remember? Chaim Shmulavitz, um, Chaim Shmulavitz um, was in the base medrash in the mirror once, <coughs> and it was, a, it was a stormy night in the middle of the night, and he wanted a cigarette, and he walked around and he asked everyone if they had a cigarette. Nobody had a cigarette, no cigarette in the base medrash. So he decided he's going to go to Geula and purchase a cigarette. So he's walking outside, walking up the hill, and it's raining, pouring raining on him, and he gets halfway up the hill, and he says to himself, Chaim, you're an Evid. He turned around, he went back to the base madras and never smoked ever again in his life, right? Wow. Right. He didn't quit because he was afraid of the health warnings. I'm not saying that's not a chosh of a thing. He quit because he didn't want to be subservient to the physical world, having something else that made him an evid that he didn't want to be. So that's the concept. We were avadim to paroba mitzrayim. We were subservient to the gashmias, and we had sunk to the 49th level of Tumah. The idea that, that chomitz is asr is because chomitz represents that expansion of the physical world. The tikkun that we had was matzah, and matzah is something which has to be done in a short amount of time, bechipazah, and quickly to be pulled away from the grasp of the Yitzhahara. Kosh Baruch the shlepas out of Mitzrayim, the muscle that, that Chazal gave is like a baby that was inside the, the a stomach of a, a baby cow that was in the mother's stomach and the farmer saw that the lady wasn't going good and the farmer stuck his hand up into the rechem of the, of the cow and he pulled the baby out. So Kalei Yisrael too was subsumed within the gas of Mitzrayim. You couldn't tell us apart from the Mitzrayim. We were sunk to the 49th level of Tumah. Totally we had, we had been nishametz. We had spread out in the world of Gashmias and had no ruchnias perceivable whatsoever, the farmer had to rip us out from the mother before we would be absolutely subsumed totally within the, the mother, and the farmer obviously is a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that's how we became a unique individual nation, and Kodesh Baruch Hu took us from the 49th level of Tumah. But that is the whole gosh of the world of, of Chipazin, that everything had to be done quickly to be pulled from the grasp of the Yitzhahara. Time very much so is a function of the world of Gashmias. When a person comes to Avedis Hashem, Sarev Tzadik has a beautiful uh, Machshav, he says about this. The what? 
about Jesus and minimizing time as much as possible. Oh, and, so I'm not familiar with Rav Wunder, but I'll tell you Rav Tzadik, you can tell me Rav Wunder. Rav Tzadik has a beautiful thing. He says that we find Chazal make differentials between Pesach Mitzrayim and Pesach Lederis. That the Pesach we brought in Eretz Yisrael had different halachas slightly than the ones that we had when we were in Mitzrayim. One of which is that in Mitzrayim we had to wear our shoes and our and our stick in our hand, right? We were meaning Pesach Mitzrayim. We were ready to go at a moment's notice. Our Kodesh said, "Leave. We're going to run out," right? Whereas in, in Eretz Yisrael there, there was not just a halacha of this. This idea of eating the korban b'chipazon was not an Indian in Eretz Yisrael. So Rav Tzadik says why? He says when a person first comes into the Hashem, he's totally subsumed within the klipas. He's subsumed within the world of Gashmias. In order to get away from that, you have to make a clean break. You have to go fast. Zrizus is the idea of going beyond the physical, right? By minimizing time, which is Gashmi. Lamashal, you're trapped in an Avera. What's the best way to get out? Get out. Get out as soon as you can, right? Person is going to bottle around and not like learn. What do, you, what do you do? Learn right away. What? Like Yosef. But- like Yosef, right. Run out, right? Exactly. Person is late for Shacharis. He's not, he's not... Pull yourself out of the house and get out because the more you hang around the house, the more you're going to play on the phone or you're going to or you're gonna fix whatever it is that's around the house, right? Because we get entrapped in the world of Gashmias. So time is a function of Gashmias. Chipazin is the idea of leaving from being entrapped by Gashmias. So when Kleisro was on Menta Sharitoma, the Pesach, Korban Pesach, had to be Bichipazin, had to be fast. It had to be the idea of pulling away from the Gashmias. Once Kleisro came to Eretzral, though, growth and Ruchnias is slow. It's step by step. It's by step. So when a person first comes of it, it's Hashem. There has to be a zrizis. There has to be the idea of freeing yourself from the klipas, freeing yourself from the world of Gashmias. Once a person settles in his Aveda, you have to understand that Avedis Hashem is a long, arduous process and it goes step by step by step. You know, Ravarim was once remarking about uh, his ha'ar about snow, that snow is put down in layers. And when you first see it, you hardly see anything. But after a while, it's layer after layer. Consistency. So Avedis Hashem comes with consistency, one layer after another layer. So Pesach, Lederis, the Pesach we had in Eretz Ralf, once we already left from the from Enta Sharitoma, is a process of step by step by step. But in the beginning of Balchuva, a person that's first coming to Ruchlis or any new Madrega that a person reaches, the only way to do it is to do it fast. Otherwise, you don't get stuck. And if you get stuck, then, then you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be pulled in. So Ramchal over here is saying that Kodesh Baruch Hu did not allow the Chamriyas to totally take control and didn't allow Kalei Yisrael to slip to the Memta Sharitoma. Um, and, and therefore, every Yid will always have this ability. So there is no Yid that is forsaken. Now we saw from Riyazim and their diet, it could be that he's fried himself in such a way where he's not able to stay that way, but at least to do tshuva is something which is, is able for everybody, and nobody nobody can be totally taken by the by the by the klipas. I mean, Rav Dessler is a beautiful word. He says says we say in the Haggadah, um, we'd be a daim shubadim a part of Mitzrayim, right? So I mean, the famous question they ask is that had Hashem not taken us, we'd still be slaves of part of Mitzrayim. There is no Mitzrayim anymore. Mitzrayim's gone, right? The slaves would have been freed at some point, right? So or we would have just been lost with them. I guess. I guess we would have been lost with them, right? But we wouldn't, we, but we wouldn't still be Meshubadim, but part of Mitzrayim. We wouldn't be slaves, though. Right, even if the Jewish nation had been, you know, assimilated, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be slaves, right? So he says, what's the word? He says that the word is like this, is that Paro Mitzrayim was the Kayach Gashmias. Paro represented, um, Mitzrayim was a place that, that didn't allow anyone to leave. Right, it was the world of Sitra Achra and Klipa. Once a person gets involved in Taivas Gashmias, you can't leave. Therefore, the Chazal tells that no slave ever left Mitzrayim. Right? They, didn't, they didn't allow slaves, slaves to leave. What does that mean? It means that once you get trapped in the world of Gashmias in Yitzhahara, then, then you can't leave anymore. What's Paro? Paro was the Melech that was there to corrupt. The Klai Yisrael's Neshamas and Shemayim were entrapped in Tumah. 
and had a Kosh Baruch not taken us out, we'd still be Meshubadim to the world of Gashmish. We wouldn't have received the Cheres that the Jewish people had, the spiritual Cheres. Yes, our physical bodies might have been freed and we might have been absorbed in some other culture or whatever, but on a spiritual level, the Neshamas would have still been trapped in, by, by the world of, 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 of Toma. So Kosh Baruch had to rip us out right away. So that, that's that. On the other end of it, the Ramchal says that it cannot be that the Neshama is able to be Shailet. So where do we find this? So Rechaim Friedler points out, we find this by Moshe Rabbeinu. That Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to have the Nun Sharibina because he told the Kosh Baruch show me your glory, right? And the Kosh Baruch says, you can't see that while you're alive in this, in this world, right? So even, even Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a limitation to his Aveda where he wasn't able to come to the, to the Nun Sharibina. Okay, so just, you know, Hezbron and what, and what he's saying over here. But let, let's get back more to the to say what's going on over here. So the Ramchal is telling us that there's a nature of this world where the Guf has to be Shailet. And in the next world, the guf being shaylet is going to adrab, is going to detract from the um, <coughs> is going to detract from the schar nitzchi because it's going to get in the way of our ability to mizdabek to kodesh baruch So I'm just uh, we, 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 let's get our terminology straight as we go to these next oasis in derech hashem that we are going to have the zman aveda which we have now. There's going to be a zman mashiach which he does not address in derech hashem which we're going to talk about now. And, and I guess the question about the zman mashiach is an interesting thing. Why do we need it? What does it do? Why, why, why do we need a Melch Mashiach? Why do we need this idea of the third base of Mikdash? And not only that, you know, the Chumrachal is going to speak about this later, <clears throat> but the, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that 6,000 years the world is going to run, and the seventh year is going to be Charuv, the 7,000 years is going to be destroyed, and then the world is going to be recreated, and the Chumrachal is going to speak about this in depth. We'll get there, but the Neshamas will be, the Tchiyas HaMesim will occur, and Tchiyas HaMesim was only a product of the Chet Adam Arishan. Had Adam not done his Chet, then there would be no death in the world, and Adam would have gone on to the ultimate Olam Haba. But after Adam's Chet, which we'll explain these mechanics later, there was the need for death in the world, and the need for the world to actually be destroyed, because the world became Tomei after the Chet, and the world, the way it is now, could not have risen to the world of Olam Haba. The world has to be destroyed, the Gulf has to be destroyed, and the Shamas will be re-implanted into a new Gulf. And at that point all onward, that the Sfarim speak of the concept of a 7,000 year, an 8,000 year, a 9,000 year, and a 10,000 year. So that is the, the lay. And then the 10,000 year, that's the Schar Nitzchi, where forever we will sit with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. So I, I mean, I guess what we need to be masbir is the following. Is why do we need this Mat of Mashiach which is still part of the 6,000 years, before the, the world of Shabbos, before the 7,000 years, before the world is destroyed. Once there's a destruction of the world and recreation, what is the vort that we need the 7,000, 8,000, 9,000, 10,000? What, what, what are these concepts that Chazal speak about, right? Um, again, the, the, the idea of the, the 8,000, 9,000, 10,000, you find, I think, solely in, in the Zayr and in Kabbalah. You don't find that in Shas. But, um, but it's, it still needs a, it needs a Hasbro. The other point, which, which Tovia was bringing up, which is that we find the idea that, that in the next world, the Ramchal is saying, we don't want the guf to be shayla, we don't want the guf to be in control, because that will minimize the ability for the Shama to connect to Hashem. What's the idea that we need a guf at all in the next world, right? So I don't know if we've touched on this before, but let's start there. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu created us with the Shama and guf, like we've discussed, to have this ability to have a, a, a milchama, a war, and for the, the, the person to be them, the Balatoiv, and to conquer the Gashmias, and therefore be deserving of his next schar in the next world, as, as we've discussed in depth already in the past. Once that's the case then, and all of them was created with these two parts, the way this farm say, that, it, that and I'm sure there's a deeper understanding of this, but the way Ramchal speaks about this in Das Tfunis, that it would, be, it would be only fitting and fair for Kosh Baruch Hu to give schar to both the Shama and the Guf, because the Guf was involved in being Kareena, the schar as well, too. So therefore, our Olam Abba is going to have to be with a body and a soul, but... If we looked physical and the physical world was the way it was now, just like now, we don't perceive a Kosh Baruch. We don't have the ability to connect to Hashem. This world blocks Kosh Baruch's presence, the Gashmis in this world. So the Gashmis is going to have to get thinner. 
right? And it's going to have to, and it's going to have to be in such a way where it doesn't block our ability to connect to Hashem. So the Ramchal in, in Das Tunis describes five stages of the Neshama and the Guf. When we go through these stages, we're going to try to discuss where is the ultimate Olam Haba, where is Olam Haza, where was Adam in, in Gan Eden, and these were different stages of, of how much there was a, a presence of the Guf versus a Neshama. These stages are connected the Isis of Havaya, the Yod Kei and the fifth stage is connected the Ketzel Shayod, and these stages are, are connected the different Olamists, right? Ol Masiyah, if you don't understand it, you don't need to, for what we're saying. If you do understand it, so I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Ol Masiyah, Yitzira, Bria, Atzilas, and, and the world of Adam Kabbalah, and the world of Schar. So there are five stages of the level of how much control the body versus the soul has. So I'm just going to read you this from Chal, what he speaks about over here in, in Das Tunis. The first Madrega. So the highest madrega is that the guf exists. There is some level of guf, whatever that means. It, it's there. But it has no control whatsoever. There will not even be a remez in that next world of anything which is corporeal or that is gashmi. We won't have a sense in the next world. You won't even be able to perceive it. It's there. It's there. It will exist, but it will be so thin to the point to where, now, we don't know what this means. This is what Olam Abba is. Olam Abba, Chazal tell us, or the, the Novi tells Ein lo ra'asa, right? No one's seen Olam Abba. We, we've talked about this before in the show. We cannot perceive Olam Abba, Kolzman, that we're in the framework of this world. So we can only speak about this in the world of Chachma. We can understand this, we can understand the words and the ideas, but to actually have an experiential understanding of what we're talking about, impossible, because we, we, we've never seen anything like this before. So there will be a world where there will be no physicality whatsoever, and there won't even be a remis, not even a hint of physicality, but it will be so subtly there that it will be absolutely not noticeable when we have the final Olam Haba. right? Unlike now. There will be nothing like man in the final Olam Haba, which resembles the way man is in this world now. You won't eat, you won't drink, you won't sleep, you won't feel tired, you'll have no aches and pains. Um, and, and the list goes on. There'll be nothing of, of the physical sense that you have in this world in the final world. And that's what Mechav was describing there, Hashem, because anything that would be physical, that would be experienced in that world would detract from our ability to be connected to Hashem for Nitzchah. So that's the highest madrega. The madrega that's below that. That's complete shlemus. That is the final Olam Haba, where the Gashmis is not at all. It's there, because it has to be there to receive reward with Neshama, but it won't be felt in the slightest. Not even a remez. The next madrega, shela guf shlita kolshi. The body, the the, the guf will have a little bit of control. Therefore, the man in that world will, will only only have a zecher of what it used to be at the time when he had a, when he had a full body. It's not even a zecher of what he calls prateidvarm. There will be nothing in the second. So now on madrega four, there is will be nothing specific whatsoever you can point to and say, oh, that's the guf. Right? That's how far. Almost like in the top madrega. However, there'll just be a general sense that there is some guf that is there. So in the highest world, you, the fifth world, you will not experience guf at all. On the fourth madrega, there is going to be a sense that there once was a guf. There's a general sense, nothing specific. You won't be able to point to anything. There's no fingers in that world. You won't be able to point to anything. You won't be able to identify anything in specific, but the clothing. So he gives a great mashal. He says, mashal. Lamisha Avril of Tsaras Rabbi, it's a person that went through Gehenna, right? Imagine people survived the war. The Amal Vyaga Bakamar Hapakti Vakar Nishar Toshus Baifis Bikla. 
there was something different about them. You look at a survivor from the war, you don't see the Holocaust, you don't see the Nazis, you don't see the concentration camps, you don't see, but what do you see? You see a general sense of, of a tiredness, a certain sense of, of a trauma that's there. It's not perceivable, you can't point to it, but it's like an aura that's there which followed these people throughout their lives. So that's the Mosheli saying here also, that there'll be a general sense that there's an element of guf that's there, but nothing that can be pointed to in, in, in specific. Okay, there he speaks more about it. Let's hold that. Madrigal Gimel, the third Madrigal. There will be some level where the guf will have some level of control. Again, not control over your actions, but it will be present and it will it'll be functional. It will not extend to the full array of, of your life. Some things. There will be some elements that are physical. Very small areas. What are these specifically? I don't know. There will be some element of physicality which is perceivable. You will not see much result come from the guf on these three higher madregas. Again, the highest madrega. The guf is a remez ba'alma. It's not even there. No, I'm sorry. It's not even a remez ba'alma. It's hardly there. You won't perceive it. You can't even know it's there. The next madrega. The guf, again, is bichlal not there. However, there is a clullius general sense that there is the element of the guf there. There's like a, maybe a sense or a feeling that it might be there, but that's where it ends. The third madrega is that the guf will be there only in very small, specific nikudas. But it will not be at all like this world. Again, no eating, no drinking, no sleeping, none of that. Okay? The fourth madrega, the guf will be totally there where the neshama is. But it'll be the opposite of, the fourth madrega is the opposite of our world. In our world, the neshama is a, is a ger. It's a sojourner, right? The neshama, the neshama is the visitor in this world, right? What is the predominant sense that Olam has the way we experience that? It's the body, right? Right? You know, you can get to the heights of ruchnias. A person's on Yom, is sitting by Yom Kippur, and he's like kidulamolachim, and he's so enthralled, and he doesn't, and he doesn't even. He doesn't listen to his hunger pains, and he's not tired, and he feels the spiritual tainug of the day, and he's connecting, and he forgets about his body as much as you forget about your guf and Yom Kippur. You didn't really forget about your guf. It is most certainly still there, and it's still most certainly in control. You look down, you see your flesh and blood. As far removed as these stories of Big Gedalim and how much they had Zvekas to Hashem, they still felt aches and pains in their body. They still felt the hunger. They, it, it might be they didn't focus on it. They didn't concentrate on it. It didn't affect their 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 Zvekas. They were thinking in a world beyond their body, but they very much were contained in their physical body, right? If someone would hit you, you would feel it and it would hurt, right? So the, the neshama, even at the highest points of Olam Haza, is still a sojourner. The ikr that we experience of ourselves in this world is neshama. On this fourth level, it's flipped. The guf will be totally present, but the ikr will be the neshama and the body will be the sojourner, right? V'hit sarich alechaz badarke guf. Right, which the neshama now is a, is a sojourner in this world, and the, the, the neshama has to go with the guf. I mean, you see it in everything. You see it. A person can, can you know, a person can love learning. A person can, can be enthralled in davening. You have a migraine, it makes learning very hard. We are most certainly victims of our own guf. There is no way to, to, to escape that within the framework of, of this world. 
So, the, so like in this world, neshama is the chase of the kacha gufia who could gerbar. So too, the, the, the guf will be like a sojourner in that world. Van neshama yeshlavs, the neshama will be in control. Vitzarecha guf leches bedrachav, and the guf is going to have to go after, her. like the medrash says, azos bekarta halach musa. You go to the city, you have to keep their mannerisms, right? When in Rome, do like the Romans. That's what Rambam says. Lamazet doyme. What is this like? What is this madrega like, where the neshama is the one that's primarily in control, and the guf has to follow the neshama? That's like Moshe Rabbeinu. When he went to get the Shalom, he, he didn't lose his body. If you would look at Moshe Rabbeinu when he went up to Harsinai, you would still see a goth. But what did he do? He didn't eat for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't sleep for 40, 40, 40 nights. Who was in absolute control when Moshe was on Harsinai? It was in the Shama. But when you saw Moshe Rabbeinu, even if you saw him shining in light, you still were able to make out legs and arms, the feet, the head. He, he, he still had a physical... Body, even though the body was 100% subservient at that point to, 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 to the Shama. He was at the fourth level. Moshe had reached the fourth level. Mm-hmm. Who else was on this fourth level? This fourth level was other Rishon by Gan Eden. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the Gan, and we say that there were trees, and there was a snake, and we don't even know what that means. I mean, it, it didn't look like this world. In this world, you're not seeing the neshama of the Bria that, that's shining, right? You don't, you don't look at the table and see the spiritual kaychas and shemaim which bring this table into existence. You don't, you don't look at me and see a neshama. I mean, you can perceive from my face, you see that there's chiyas and neshama, and, and we have this sense of neshama in this world, you know, almost like, um, like, um, like again, almost like that sense that, that, that there's something beyond that's there. But, but when you look, you just see skin follicles, Right? By other reason, he was by, by other reason, he, it wasn't like that. When you looked at him, you saw in the Shama, the body was fully there, but the body was 100% subservient to the Guf. The world looked fundamentally different. Now, were there trees? The Chomish says there were trees. What? Wasn't it all of Kaiser that reached the level of Anarishon Kodamachi? They were Paskazumasa. I hear, I hear the Ha'ara. I might say we don't find by them, though, this idea of the 40 days and 40 nights and the total bittle of any kind of usage of the guf. Um, we definitely see that they achieved a high level. I, I don't know if their guf was as bottled to their neshama as Moshe Rabbeinu. But yes, there, there definitely was this, this, this element, right? Um, my sense is more that they reached the madrega of what it would be called Yemes Mashiach, which we'll get to soon, right? That would be, be my guess. Um, so, so again, so, so, so again, so Adam Rishon was on, was on this one. That's Adam. So we say there were trees. There were trees. What's a tree? Not what our tree looks like, right? But in that world, which Adam was in, that's what a tree was. When, when Adam did a chet and the world became much more physical, so then the, the tree that had looked the way that it looked in that world concretized itself into the tree that we see in this world without seeing any of the spiritual components of the tree. There were fruits and there were animals and there was everything. Did it look like you know, a, um, a national park, the way it looks today, all the animals running around? No, it most certainly did not. So therefore, every picture you have of the Gan is not a good picture, right? Because it was a world, because the world of, 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 of Ruchnius was Shailet in that world much more than Gashmias. Again, we don't know how that looked like, right? So what everything... What did the, the Gashmias or physicality take? After the Chait. After the Chait. After the Chait. Then Adam knew he was naked, and he never thought he was naked, because he never was a Guth before. Right? He, 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 he had a body, but that was never the Iker. He never had a sense of the idea of looking like a... What was the embarrassment Adam felt? All of a sudden, he was reduced to a monkey without a soul. Right? There, was no, there was no semblance whatsoever of him being something higher than, 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 than a physical creature. That was terribly embarrassing. Whereas before, they had Tash 
they, 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 they freely had Tashmish, and there was never a taboo to it because it was never something which had the, the sense of physicality to it. It was a spiritual endeavor that they, that they did, um, and, and it was, they were, they were, therefore there was no taboo. The moment that they became physical and the, and, and, and the world of Ruchnius left from it, and, it, and then Tashmish became purely a, a physical action, there was an embarrassment, which is the whole avoid of Tznius, is that we cover our body because we don't look the way that we, we don't put on the appearance we want we want. We want to be seen as neshama. We don't want to focus on the physicality of who we are. Until Adam to the chait, there was no focus. There was no need for tzniyas. They were tzniyah. They already reflected looking like a, like a neshama. So it was after the chait, and that's why Adam was embarrassed, and, and, and Kosh Baruch made him the, the clothing. Right? It, was, it was all at that point of the chait onward. So that's the fourth level. Um, he goes on... Um, and the fifth level is, we know the fifth level, you don't have to explain it to you. Then the, so he says now, we, now, he makes a chilek within the fifth level, by the way, that he says that, uh, let's, let's read it really quick. He says, There are two chalakim in the fifth level. We know the fifth level. It's the world we live in now. Where the Shama is a sojourner, the ikr that we see is the physical in this world, and, and, and the guf. So he said there are two formats that the fifth level can come in. Um, there are two ways the guf can go. So once you're on the fifth madriga where Adam is primarily a guf and the shama is hidden, there are two ways it can function. Either you can run like a pure animal, eat, sleep, kina, taiva, covid, right? Netflix. Right? Or a person, even though you look like a behema, you can control yourself and only do things for Kedusha and Aveda. Then in every action that you do in this world, you do for a Kedusha Baruch You sleep for Hashem, you eat for Hashem, you, 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 uh, you earn money for Hashem, whatever you do. Right? This is the, the Moser Shmuz we always get. How do you want to be? Right? But there are these two Madrigas. And that's the way it's going to be in the next world, in the world of Mashiach. The Apostle says Hashem will give us a Lev Baser. Meaning right now we have a Lave Evan. What's a Lave Evan? A stone heart. We don't feel spirituality. We feel disconnected from Akkadosh Baruch Hu. A Lave Basar is almost Bechinus when the Pazak says Hashem is going to be mild the Arla around our hearts. Right now there's an Arla, there's a covering that stops us from feeling our Ruchnes, our Hashem. And the Zman of Mashiach will be physical like we are today, but that covering will be gone and we will instinctively be like the Tzadikim that will run after Torah and Mitzvahs and we'll have a real heart made out of, out of Basar that can feel a closeness to Hashem even though... We are physical in the world of Mashiach. So the world of Olam Mashiach, you're not going to look like Adam Rishon did. You're still going to be physical, but life will be absolutely different, which is why whenever you hear these people paint these pictures of the Zman Mashiach, everybody's saying the base medicine and learning and everyone's going to rent out their hotel rooms, their, their apartments, for people to make a Lila Regal and, 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 and whatever. All the, I'm sure you've heard these where people paint the ideal world of what a, a world of of, of Torah mitzvahs looks like, that, that could be uh, Mashiach. It's all physical within the framework of this world. But everybody's going to be having good desires, good mitzvahs, good kavanas, because no longer are they going to f- feel the need to act like a behemoth anymore, and they could be able to control their body. And that's the lave baser, which Yechazkel Navi was talking about. Right, that's fine. Okay, but they're both a part of this world. So just to briefly speak of the idea of the Yemosah Mashiach, why do we need Yemosah Mashiach then? Um, and not only that, we have, it's interesting, we have the Shita of, of Shmuel. Shmuel says, ain, ain, so the, the Gemara, the Gemara Pesachim in Sanhedrin, uh, delineates that there's something called Olam Hazah, Yemei Mashiach, and Olam Haba. So Shmuel says, ain bin Olam Hazah, the Yemei Mashiach, el Shibud 
Shiva Malchus Bechlal. So that's, that's Shmuel Shita. There will be no actual changes between this world and the next world, except for the fact that the Jewish people will be free and be living in our own world. So Shmuel holds that the Zman of Mashiach, right, is going to be a Zman where there is nothing supernatural about the world whatsoever. You know, Rav argues over there. Um, the Rambam like, seems all the way. This seems to be reflexive in the, in, in, in the discussion mm-hmm. about whether or not based on will be dropped out of Shemaim as the tefillah that we say in Mincha time by Dijabov suggests. Will, will it come down in fire or will it be built physically by, by people, right? But why do we need this Mama Sheikh at all? What's it there for? So if you understand that what's going on is that Olam Haba is the concept called Elias Elamist. And as we keeping Ayyad Hashem, we purify the world more and more and more, we're going to go from one Madrega to the next Madrega to the next Madrega. So we'll go from Madrega 1 to Madrega 2. But between Madrega 1 and Madrega 2, there are two ways, right? Either it could be the world is like a behema, even though we're in this lower darga, or it could be that we have, we're, we're ruled by the physical, but we control the physical. And that's a, Mashiach is almost like a bridge between Olam 1 and Olam 2. Then there's Olam 2, back to the, the world of the Gan. And then there's Olam 3, where at that point the, 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 the guf is still there, but hardly spreads to all the Yan of Adam. 4, and finally 5. This explains the concept of the 10,000 years that McCollum speak about. The 6,000 years is this lower Madriga we're in now. At the end of the 6,000 year, we start to climb up the ladder, which is that Eretz Rahul is the way it is, Beis HaMikdash is there, everything is, every, everybody wants to do Avedis Hashem. Then the 7,000 year Shabbos, the world is fundamentally destroyed, and then the world is recreated, me'ain the way it looks by Aldo Marishan, on, on this Madriga number two. And then the 8,000 year is a Madriga three, and the 9,000 year represents, again, again Kleisro climbing up these spiritual worlds, becoming more and more of a neshama, and the 10,000 year represents the final zman of, of, of Vekas forever, right? So it's these madregas of how much the guf will be minimized represents the, the Elias Elamis that Christ will have leading up to Olam Haba. And therefore Mashiach is the bridge between the way that the world looks now and the next world. Because if we're rising up and, and purifying the world step by step, you can't just jump a madrega. There has to be, everything has to go through an intermediary. Everything has to go through a bridge, right? You can't get to one, you, you can't get, you get to get the point A to point B without crossing over some distance in between. So too, the Zman Mashiach is that bridge between this world and the purification of the world that's, that's next. So just to show you something incredible I saw recently, absolutely unbelievable, that, that the, speaking of Shmuel, the Gemara in, in, in Sanhedrin and Sachem has the same thing. It says over here, and we'll, we'll talk more about some of these Gemaras about, about Lassen Lavoy. Um, the Gemara says the following. It says, it's interesting, the Gemara speaks about it in that, and it's hard to know which, at which stage it's talking about, but, but it seems to talk about that after, in the 7,000 year, their Goyim will still be there, and they'll live for a long time, and they'll be there serving the Yidim, and then eventually the Goyim will die, and the Yidim won't die. Like, there's fascinating things that happen. As soon as Madrega, Klaus will be able to perform Tchias like, all these, all these interesting things. Rav Chizda Ramik said, Rav Chizda brought a contradiction. The Chafra Levana, Ubaisha the moon became embarrassed, and the sun, and the sun became embarrassed, or the moon became disgraced, the sun became embarrassed. The chsev, but the contradiction, it says, via or The light of the moon will be like the light of the sun, and the light of the sun will be shivasayim, I think 70 or sevenfold, right? Or shivasayim, like the light of the seven, like the light of the seven days. So it's a contradiction. One Pazik says the moon and the stars will become embarrassed, meaning they won't give light anymore. They won't be necessary in the next world. The other Pazik says that the moon will shine like the sun, and the sun will be seven times as great as it is, right? Or it says, right? So the Gemara is saying that the sun will shine seven times more 
And the moon will sign the degree that the sun shines out. So we see the Gemara saying there will be a change in Mashiach to the physical world. So the Gain brings down that the sun is, is, a, is a muscle in the physical world of the Ora Gondos, of the light of Kodesh Baruch Hu. It is a physical manifestation of the concept of Kodesh Baruch Hu's or that he put in the Bria, which, which is the representation of his. So meaning that, what does it mean the sun will sign seven times more? There will be that much more of a presence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the world. So even the physical world, Yom HaMashiach, according to this Gemara, is going to look different. Whereas once Yom HaMashiach ends, and we end into this next Madrega, Madrega 2, when we move up the ladder, there will be no need for a sun and the moon anymore. Because again, there will no longer be a Levush on Hashem's light. The light will be clear, because the physicality would have been broken down, allowing us to have a much clearer picture of Hashem. And there, there, there won't even be a need for the sun and the moon. There, the Pasuk says, after Yom HaMashiach, that the sun and the moon are going to be embarrassed, because they won't be necessary anymore, because we'll be able to perceive a Kodesh Baruch Hu's light directly, without needing a sun and a moon. So the Gemara says, ah, but But according to Shmuel, there's no difference between Ol Mahazel and, and, and Yemosa Mashiach. So according to Shmuel, we can't say during Yemosa Mashiach the sun is going to shine that bright and the moon is going to shine that bright. So how Shmuel going to answer the contradiction? So if you don't learn like Shmuel and you hold the Zman of Mashiach, the, the physical world will start to purify already and the world itself will become, even though it's physical, but it will become much more of a spiritual physicality to the point where the sun will shine brighter and, and, and then things will taste better and the sick are going to be healed and all these things, right? Shmuel holds it there's nothing going on like that during Yom Mashiach. So how can Shmuel answer this contradiction? Right? So, All you have is the, the nations of the world will leave us alone. No, these are both describing stages of Olam One is referring to the camp of the Shechina, the other is referring to the camp of the Tzadikim. Can I see that piece? So, Shmuel would have to say that this idea that the sun will shine bright and then the sun will become... Um, unnecessary anymore is referring to the world of Olam Haba. One's called the Machna Shechina and one is called the Machna Tzadikim. Whatever is going on over there. So it's all beautiful. Rabbi guys Kaver, who was a Talmud of a Talmud of the Vilna Gain. So he's what we call the Peshlishi La Gain. Big Makubal, he wrote, say, for Pesach Sharem, uh, one of the most fundamental things. He says a, a powerful thing about this Shmuel. I'm going to read it to you. He says, I am Masha Kaza Rabbeinu Agadol. Rabbeinu Agadol is the Vilna Gain, the girl. The Shmuel lo Palag Kla. Shmuel doesn't argue at all. Shmuel, there is no machlokes about what Yemes Mashiach will look like. Everyone agrees it's going to be a spiritual place. I, Shmuel says, the only difference between them is Sheba Malchus. He's talking about the, 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 the Mashiach of the Zman of Achishana. We've spoken about this many times. There's a Bi'ita and an Achishana. There's the appointed time when the Kosh is going to reveal himself in the world. And there's what we could be Zaycha to bring Mashiach earlier through our actions. So when Shmuel says there's no difference between this world, this world and Yemosa Mashiach, he's referring to the earlier Mashiach of Achishana. Sha'az Yimshu Mashiach ben Yosef, right? We've all heard about this before. There are two Mashiachs, ben Yosef and ben David. So the, the, the Mashiach that we get through our actions is what we call Mashiach ben Yosef. During the time of Mashiach ben Yosef, there, the physical world will look the exact same as it, as, it, as, as it does then, except we'll be free to serve Hashem. We'll still have the same Bechira. Ad man shall be ita, until this man be ita comes with Sof Elif Ashishi at the end of the 6,000 year. Now, however, we're getting very close to the end of the 6,000 year, right? Right? Okay. Shu Malchus Mashiach ben David. Ubezman Yemos Mashiach ben Yosef. Az ain ben Olam Hazeh. The Olam Hazeh, except for Shu Malchus. The Alzeh Remez Gam Kain. So that's the Remez in this Gemara. Kam ben Machna Tzadikim. Machna Tzadikim is referring to the, the Amidah of Yosef Atzadik, because Yosef is called the Atara 
Midas Sadek, whatever that means, and Machnas Shechina is referring to to uh, when, when the world goes up to Ima. Okay, whatever, whatever the Kabbalah he's talking about, and he says the last line: Vistiru Chazal Divrem. Chazal hid their words. Kilu Yesh Machlokes as if there's some kind of a Machlokes. Lahastir Dvarim Beremes Maskilam. In order to make it a Remes for those who can understand it. So the Rambam took this very literally, right? He's learning from the Vilna Gaon. There's no Machlokes, right? So really, it is. It's really a, a wrong stepladder. Mashiach Ben Yosef is if we earn Mashiach earlier, we'll be in Eretz kind of like we are now, except the government's going to become from. And the guy will stop hating us. And the guy will support us. A what? Long way, a long ways to go. We're getting there. But we, we, we see, but we're, we're moving. We're moving yeah, toward yeah, that direction. Rich could yeah. happen, right? So we're moving there. That will, and then this world, and you won't see a difference. There'll still be airplanes, and there'll still be hospitals, and, there'll still be, and nothing will be different. It will be the same. But as we start moving closer to the 7,000 year, the world will purify more. And even though it'll still be a, phys- a physical world, but the sh- sun will shine brighter, people will be healed, it'll be a place where... And then, and then like, like Kemayim, the Mole Aretz Deya, the world will be filled with Das Hashem, Kemayim Mechassim, like water that covers over. We will have a natural sense of serving a Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? When we get, and that's the Zman HaMashiach, Ben David, and then the base of Mikdash third base will be built, and we'll keep being ma'ala ma'ala, fixing the spiritual worlds more and more, bringing more and more light of Hashem until we've purified this world to the extent it can go. Then it will be destroyed and recreated, and then the zman of Trias Amesim. But again, it's this rung and this this amount of how much neshama versus how much guf is in the world, and we're going to move more and more neshama, less, less, less guf, and then after Trias Amesim, that's when we have these madrekas which goes up. Just a very quick thought, what's up with that? So, it's an interesting thing, that Yosef is called a tzaddik, I'll let you go one second, Yosef is called a tzaddik, and we find that Shaul was, was the bechina of Mashiach ben, ben Yosef, and David was the equivalent from, from Yehuda, right? So I'll say it very quickly, we can talk about it more later, but Shaul, his midah was Meshichma ulamala. Right? The, the, like from his shoulder and above, no one was like Sha'ul HaMelech. He was perfect. He was beautiful. He was strong. He was handsome. He was a tzaddik, right? David, what was his midah? His midah was that he did tshuva. David was rejected. He was thrown out. Nobody, right? Um, Evan, David, David, no one thought David him. He's a mamzer. What do you mean him? Right? He's not even Jewish, right? So David was thrown out. David was the, the Aveda of Tshuva and Shaul was perfection because they represented these two Midas. One was the one of Bi'ita, that everything is in the Yad of a Kodesh Baruch and a Kodesh Baruch and David was totally in Hashem's Yad, and he went wherever Hashem took him. The other one was Achishana, of perfect schos. Yosef was the tzaddik, hence the fight with the brothers, that he was perfect, and he kept, he had issues with them, they weren't as perfect as he was. He created a Shaul, and that's this concept of perfection. Achishana is when we, Klai will deserve Mashiach through our own perfection. Midas Adin. What happened to Shaul? Shaul messed up and there was no tshuva, because when you're working in the world of Din, then it's either perfection or bust. Whereas by David Melech was the world of, of tshuva, it was the world of bi'ita, of yichud, of havaya, that a Baruch ultimately is in control, that even when you fall, Hashem will guide you to perfection. So this idea that he says that Yosef, Mashiach ben Yosef represents, if Kleisel earns Mashiach, we get this kufa of Mashiach ben Yosef of perfection. But it doesn't have forever kiyam. Rather, that forever kiyam can only come through David, Mashiach ben David, because that represents the idea of rachamim, and tshuva, and the idea that a Baruch ultimately is the one that, that is in control, and, and not us, and that will be the final Mashiach. But that's why you have these two Mashiachs, and that's why you find by Shaul that he was not able to pick himself up. He was, the puzzle calls him perfect, and yet he sins, and like that's it, he's, he's thrown out. Whereas David Melch starts off by being the, the one that's thrown out, and he sins, he does tshuva, and he teaches Kalei Yisrael, I'll do tshuva, and he's the one that lasts 
forever. Really, this goes back to Rachel and Leah. The Vilna Gaon says it's connected in the Tefillah Avraham. There's more. There's more of a shmuz about it. But just to give a sense, of Meshach Ben Yosef again represents the idea of perfection, right? Which is which is fits very well with what he's saying that that, that time of that that Mashiach comes when Klai Yisrael deserves deserves Mashiach. Right. So the Yitro Akashena, most people are saying it's going to be one or the other, but you're saying it's, it's both. It's both. Yeah. There will be a final Yitro Akashena is dependent on our tzitkus and mm-hmm. how quickly we get the messages and how uh-huh. we just got to keep themselves. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, the Shabbos project. But you're but you're right. But eventually, we'll hit a world of beita that that's going to come at the end of the six thousand year irregardless. Then doesn't it say that it's going to be a chareva from 6,000 to 7,000? So how could it be? No, no, the chareva happens in the 7,000. In the 7,000? 